Dylan? Dylan, wait up. Dylan, where are you going? Back to my dorm. Oh. Okay then. Here. Take this with you. Make your dorm mates jealous. They're straight. Okay, so make them uncomfortable. Actually, they don't have a problem with me being gay. I'm your boyfriend, Marco. I know. Yeah, well, you're not... <laughs> I'm sorry, could you do... I know again. I know. Yeah, well, you're the only one in your family that does. Babe. I'll call you later. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show where you don't have to choose between a freak and a queer because we're both. We're both both. We're both both. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yay. I'm Evan Goodrich. I'm Nick Sahoya. We, <laughs> we got to the intro really quick that time. We did a good job. Let's keep it going. Let's keep okay. this going. Yeah. You don't want to do like another three hour episode? <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets too hot in here. Okay. Yeah. Very I don't want to have a heat stroke. <laughs> very, very fair. I think today it's nice and cool here in Los mm -hmm. Angeles. Mm -hmm. We're doing the weather report at the top as we always do. <laughs> um, no, we are here to talk about Degrassi and I think these are two uh, episodes with uh, a lot to dissect. Yeah, I think so. I have mixed feelings about them both. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say these are two great episodes, but they are two interesting episodes. I think that's fair, yeah. So, the first episode we are talking about today is Season 4, Episode 3, titled King of Pain. There's a little black spot on the sun today. Which is named after the song by The Police. These people again. Oh, The Police again. Yeah, they're back. Yep, the only police we like. I do I do enjoy the police. I do too, yeah. So wait, the last one was the name of a police of an album, album yes. which is unprecedented. Uh-huh. And this is a song, and this I do not I believe this is the last police song that they will use. Is the next title. episode a police song? No. Is this a concept season? <laughs> uh, so apparently this episode was originally titled Don't You Want Me. Where do you get these original titles from? Uh, the Degrassi Wiki. Okay. I do the most cursory of research. Great. Uh, it, wait, tell me again, what was it called? Don't You Want Me. Oh, like, Don't, don't you, you Want Me, Baby. Yeah. Uh, which they will use for the title of an episode later on in the oh. show. Not this season, but a few seasons later. Great. Whenever yeah. I hear that song, I can only think of the version where it's, you were working at a waitress in a cocktail bar. And they just do that for the whole time. <laughs> so it's like, you, you, you were working. working. You were working, working as a waitress in a cocktail, cocktail bar. bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good version. <laughs> I like that song. It's a good song. Yeah. Okay. So this episode opens with Marco, a Marco episode mm -hmm. in a photo booth. And he's taking yeah. photos for his campaign for school president. Okay. I, I want to talk about this immediately all right all right <laughs> we see these tiny little photo well say what happens first okay okay so uh so he's taking these photos in the photo booth you know it's like pow 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 strike a pose strike a pose strike a pose and then uh dylan pops in to kiss him on the last photo uh which is cute it's adorable it's but fine that's a that's a totally cute little high school boyfriend thing to do kiss yeah in a photo booth yeah on the cheek mm-hmm great but this isn't any photo booth. It's a photo booth at the Shoppers Drug Mart or wherever. It's the Del Rossi family photo booth. <laughs> they brought the, it with them from Italy. Yeah, at the Walgreens <laughs> yeah. that his mom works at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever Canadian drugstore it is. Shoppers Drug Mart, that's one, right? Shoppers Drug Mart, I know, is British, so it might be a Commonwealth. <laughs> uh, that's a right. Commonwealth chain. Continuity. <laughs> 
Uh, so his mom's there and she's like, I want to see the photos. And of course he has a photo of him and Dylan kissing. So he's like, tears that one off. Mm -hmm. He's like, here you go. That's all of them. Hey, isn't there supposed to be three? <laughs> That's his Aunt, mom. Aunt yeah, the mom is, I want to talk about the she's mom. She's more subtle than the dad. No, she's, she's playing it a little less Mario Brothers, which I appreciate. <laughs> but I, I, what I want to say about Marco's mom is every second of every shot, she looks like she's about to like burst into tears. I love it. She's, she's wild. <laughs> I kind of am obsessed with his mom. I kind of like her, yeah. She's camp. I like <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, she's yeah. one of my favorite moms. She on the show. seems like she could be in a John Waters film. <gasps> I, I could fully Like, I could that. see her and Edith Massey like interacting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her and Mink Stoll just cutting yes, it up. Yeah. Cutting it out. Yep. So what did like you <laughs> what did you want to say about these photos? I, I okay. feel like you had a point that I was thinking I, I was vibing with. It is revealed to us that yes. these little photos are for a campaign poster, mm -hmm. which we later see is the size of like a poster board. Mm -hmm. How did this photo get blown up to that quality? <laughs> I'm not yeah. an idiot, Degrassi. I'm not fucking stupid, okay? Yeah, I, don't, I don't... I mean, like, obviously they do... They, you know, his dad, graphic designer that he is, apparently, um, like, d makes edits to it, so it's like, you know, it's not like... You can't make pixels. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a... It's There's a, not enough pixels. I mean, it's an analog photograph, right? It's not a digital It's not photo. film. It's film. It's I know, but film. it's not the negative. It's a print. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. he had the negative yeah, from the photo, right. then uh, sure, he could blow it up endlessly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Maybe she has access to the negatives. This is the, oh. the, the Del Rossi photo yeah. booth. Well, then she's going to see oh, the kiss Oh, that's right. One. That's right. Yeah. She's going to see it. No, this doesn't work. This doesn't okay. make sense at all. Also, um, I don't know. I just again, this is a theme that we've touched on before. But like, this show thinks that school elections are serious so weird. shit. So it's weird. It's so serious. It's like what, you guys. The number of adults who were at this school election assembly was alarming. <laughs> the amount of adults who were like, "I have a stake in this. This is yeah. important. This is our holding community. up campaign signs." Yeah, it's like. <laughs> This is, we, we've we settled that, like, being school president is basically just, like, you decide about the prom. No, right? it looks good wasn't, on, it looks good on your, like, uh, Right, and it's, like, good for college. Yeah, exactly. That's um, about it. Brent, wasn't Brent college, his, his, his uh, All I know, I, I don't know all the details. Council? Producer Brent was popular in high school, and that's the least likable thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the sweetest boys, and Brent, I know you're listening. He's one of the sweetest boys in the world. And for a straight boy, can you imagine? But he was popular in high school, so I, I always keep, I don't trust I don't that, trust yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, I always keep him at a distance. <laughs> and Brent, now you know why. <laughs> Let's continue. Um, I trust him to give me bread. He gives me a great deal on bread. You're all you're hanging out with Brent more than me. I know. And that's a little upsetting. We're, we're to talking. Me. We're talking shit. I don't just like, like it. in high school. I don't like it. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, post photo. Um, Dylan is upset because Marco hid the photo of him kissing Marco. Which so, I think is reasonable. But I think it's... So, because, of course, Marco is closeted to his family still. Yeah, this is not the moment while his mom is at work to have a coming out moment. So right. I, I think Dylan was being pretty unreasonable. I thought this was incredibly unreasonable. So, okay, so on the one hand, and this is, like, the theme for this episode, is sort of, like, Dylan's frustration with Marco not being ready to come out to his family yet. And it's, like, I get it on the one hand because, it's like, Dylan is obviously in a different place than Marco and has come out. And so to date someone who is still closeted to their family, it's like, obviously that puts pressure on your relationship. Yeah. And, you know, sure, fair. maybe it's not meeting your needs at this point in your time. But it's like, 
again you have like two options you can either <laughs> deal because like obviously you, it's not okay to pressure someone to come out to their family no um cool. but you know it, there are very good reasons that someone will not want to come out to their family sure. at this point you know in high school but there's also valid reasons to not want to date a closet right person. exactly so, so just, great so just break up yeah so great. easy <laughs> So, but again, like this, like fit. I don't stop. know. You're in college, by the way. You could simply stop dating this, like junior in high school. Junior, He's pretty young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior. He's pretty young. Uh, it's, come on, they were in high school together. Look, I'm not gonna say that I didn't date like seniors in high school when I was like first year out of. Uh, I'm not gonna say that I didn't hit up grown men when I was in high school. <laughs> so, and any faggot who says otherwise is a liar. I well, <laughs> I, I famously am the daddy, so I I was oh, not oh, hitting okay. up grown men. Mm. Yeah, that's just me now. Like <laughs> o- older men for me, I remember when I was 19, I had a crush on a boy who was 22. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Okay, fine. That's, but, a, that's a grown man. I know, but I'm out of high school. school. I'm out of high school. I'm 19. Oh well, still. I have my own apartment that my mom pays for. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. We are moving this. We are moving. We are keeping this rolling. So, okay. The next day at school, Marco expresses concerns. Oh, and his outfit looks like shit. Everyone looks like shit. (laughs) We have more. We have have at least one more hairstyle to discuss this episode. And then Marco's hair looks bad. It's like. Oh, it looks terrible. It's got a bump in the back. He looks like Snooki. (laughs) It's so strange. It's got the flat iron still. He also has highlights, which I highlights this episode. They're kind of like, um. Courtney Cox and Scream 2, that color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The well, reddish. well, they're not quite, well, they're more like caramelly. Sure. Great. Yes. A little, there's an orange hue. He I wishes agree. he could pull off what Gail Weathers can pull oh, off. Oh, Gail Weathers and Scream 2 is the most iconic. Well, well Scream, Scream 3. Well, well. <laughs> Scream 3, those bags, baby. <laughs> okay, so Marco is expressing his concerns to Paige when Dylan uh, doesn't call him the previous night. Yes. Uh, and Because Paige, he said he would? Because he said he would. And Paige, but Paige has talked to Dylan. And so Paige is like, well, you never know with Dylan. He can have his little hissy. She at least acknowledges that it's kind of like a little tantrum. Um, yeah, and that's, I actually like that. That's a b- believable way someone would like talk about their, their sibling. Their sibling, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I like that like they have such an intimacy that like they talk on the phone. That's just so cute to yeah. me. Uh, but then they literally trip over Alex in the hallway. Because mm-hmm. she has her legs out. And she's like... Yeah, oh. and she's just sitting on the floor like a real... Like a gutter person. Like, what are you doing? punk, yeah. Go sit, go uh-huh. sit on a bench. <laughs> it's and, not comfortable to sit on a linoleum floor. And so she and Paige have this, like, brief verbal altercation, which is like, just kiss already. You I know. It was, it was very uh It was very charged. charged. Was yeah. Very charged. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but I will say, Alex, do not pick a fight when you're wearing big-ass hoops. Those are going to get ripped the I, fuck out. I mean, she better take those immediately. out. Immediately. I mean, I'm sure she takes those out immediately. I'm sure she, she's... Like, they were about to go to blows. Like, it was about to happen. And she was the one who was, like, going to bloody your shirt up. That's what I'm saying. Like, she should have already been That's them That's out. when you take them out. Yeah. Once when you, when you make a threat. threat. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Emma also has a new haircut. What do we think? Of the new haircuts, this is one of the least offensive. To I agree. Me. I it's agree. it's fine. It's not better or worse than her previous haircuts. So it's just different. <laughs> so she has bangs. We should stress. She does have bangs. She has bangs. Yeah. Um, which you know is always a, an important decision for a woman to make. Um, or anyone to make really. You have bangs. Do I? <laughs> I mean, you this, have bangs as well. Is it a clip on? <laughs> you can reveal. You have bangs as well. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. 
I like this hair. <laughs> okay, I feel you like, like it? She, oh, I, I feel like she looks like a victim in an 80s slasher flick. And sure. I enjoy that vibe. I like that. Yes. Like, she looks like she's literally about to get murdered. Yeah, this and is a very, like, Friday the 13th part, yeah. like, four. Yeah, exactly. Kind of haircut. First or second victim. Yeah. Yeah. She's giving that. And it, I love that. I'm glad that we were able to find some good styling somewhere in this. This is, I think, going to be a theme with season four. I think this is just maybe the nader is that how you pronounce that mm, word mm-hmm. the the nadir <laughs> how do you say it <laughs> the nader the nader of like 2000s fashion it's really rough this year i will say emma's uh wardrobe massive improvement i didn't i didn't feel any way about her i mean there's no you know airbrushed dolphin pants so you, <laughs> you know no, the, i was very distracted i was more distracted by marco's clothes all of his outfits look like she, shit does, she doesn't have time. that like love wins ass shirt anymore do you remember that one i do remember love wins she said she said gay says, rights yeah <laughs> she said gay rights she did say gay um, rights. so um emma apologizes to chris her ex Yes. For how things went down between them during the summer. And I think it's so stupid that they broke off they broke up off screen and now they're just having a will they won't they again. Oh, I think, well, I well, think it's well, well, we'll see we'll they? see why because so, of what happens, but I just, yeah. I was annoyed with that as Chris's reintroduction. Well, he proposed Give him some agency of his own. He doesn't just have to be Emma's little lapdog. No, he has nothing he has nothing to offer. <laughs> I know, but he could if you gave him a chance. Eh, I don't know. I think I, he, he I think the be- writers realize if we don't have much gas in this For, character. First of all, he didn't beatbox this whole episode and I was really Thank upset. God. <laughs> he didn't do like, hey Emma. How was your summer? Because <laughs> he's sad. He's down. He's too sad to beatbox. He's too sad to yeah. beatbox. Uh, but he does propose that. Maybe they can get a shake sometime. Yeah, everyone this, likes getting shakes. No, this kid likes getting shakes. Every time he proposes hanging out, it's getting a shake. He Maybe loves he just milkshakes. Shakes, yeah. I mean, milkshakes are delicious. But well, it's also kind of an it's also kind of like an olden timey like go down to the malt shop. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, are you from the '50s? <laughs> Maybe he he look. He's a chivalrous boy. He appreciates tradition and a milkshake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's one thing. There's two things he loves: it's tradition and milkshake. Yeah, he loves Americana <laughs> as a Canadian, as all Canadians do. <laughs> okay, so later Marco is trying to work on his campaign when he encounters Alex once again, who uh, addresses him as "Hey, gay kid," which is kind of funny. <laughs> which is, you know, been there. <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. Uh, th- yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. He's like, I don't like being called gay kid. And she's like, okay, fine, faggot. <laughs> so, um, uh, she doesn't say faggot. No, of course not. Um, they only say that when, you know. When the episode's when, about when, it. When it's bad. Yeah. Um, so to his surprise, it's revealed to Marco that Alex is also running for school president. Also a faggot. <laughs> no, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's also running. <laughs> Um, and this is, you know, serious because before this, he was running uncontested. So, yeah, you know, I guess that's how elections work, baby. I think there was quite a few positions in like student council or whatever that people just ran. I mean, usually like treasury railing. Who cares about being like treasurer? Yeah. What do you do as the treasurer? You just play with Monopoly money? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fake money. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know what I liked being the banker in Monopoly. It's fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you play if you're the banker? Yeah. Okay. Just someone has to be in you charge just have, of that. You just have and then maybe someone's like the property manager and they're like in charge of all the unclaimed property Were cards. you running a racket as the banker? No, I, I will say I was always a very honest banker. I never cheated. 
That's good. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it's against the rules to be a dishonest banker, right? <laughs> I, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because it's Monopoly. It's about you know it is. corrupt finance. Well, maybe I need to play it that way next time I, mm-hmm. I play Monopoly. Yeah. We should get the gang together and play I, Monopoly and get mad at I each other. I actually love Monopoly, but it does ruin relationships. It takes a long time too. I, that's the thing. I think there's speed alterations you can do where like no, the money is you, like doubled not, or whatever. That betrays the spirit of the game. You got to be in there for the long haul. <laughs> All right. Well, next time we go to a cabin or whatever. <laughs> So back in the B plot, Chris back in Degrassi, <laughs> Chris is listening to the worst song I have ever heard. Do you remember yeah, this oof. song? Yeah, I don't remember the exact specifics of it, but it starts. It you, starts as sort of like not. You think it's like non-diegetic music? Yes, exactly. And then it becomes you. It's revealed that it's oh, it's the song that he's listening to in his headphones. Yeah, because they changed the filter on it yeah, to make yeah, it yeah, sound yeah. like yeah. it's in his yeah. headphones. Yes. And then Liberty walks up, mm-hmm. and she's like. <laughs> Well, well, he says the name of the artist, which is Buck sixty five. Yeah, and she's like, "That's how much the headphones cost." Yeah, like you're an idiot, Aww. Liberty. Oh, Liberty, you're stupid. <laughs> she's she's just you know context clues culturally stupid. <laughs> I know, but just very stupid. She just she's she's but hey, she's eager to broaden her understanding of popular music, as that, she says. That was really <laughs> funny. Like honestly, Liberty does make me laugh sometimes, and that was a good Liberty line. Is Liberty on the spectrum? I think so, but I, I'm. That's my headcanon. I'm certainly not an expert on the subject, but I, I think that would answer a lot of questions. <laughs> right. Um. So, anyways, so she's putting the moves on him, tells him that hey, maybe they can go to a record store, some record store sometime, or a CD shop, or the CD shop. Yep. <laughs> whatever, and she'll buy him a falafel. <laughs> What a weird date. <laughs> Falafel and shakes. Yeah. Oh my god, your tummy's gonna be upset. <laughs> so he weird mix of stuff. Well, he says, yeah, I'm game. <laughs> so maybe we have a new relationship brewing. Maybe we do. I guess we'll find maybe, out. I guess we'll find out. So they both got broke up with off screen. Yeah, rebound. Yeah. The rebound. They're rebounding with each Mutually other. Mutually rebounding. Great. So at lunch, Alex is putting up her campaign posters, which say "Authority sucks" with an X. Importantly, and is there an anarchy symbol? Yes, yeah, there is. There is. That's right. That's kind of her. That's her like uh, V for Vendetta symbol. <laughs> she's using this anarchy symbol as like a political uh, right rallying cry. Yeah, I feel like I saw that a lot in high school, and I'm like, none People of you knew. None of you know what that symbol. means. No one knows. No one knows. It's actually, by the way, it would probably not be good to live in an anarchistic society. You know, <laughs> we'd what, probably be killed. What about a uh, anarchist Nicholist society? What about an Anna Nicole Smith society? <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Queen. Uh, okay, so then uh, Marco is like, okay, anyway, uh, not concerned about this fringe candidate. Uh, so he calls Dylan to talk about his campaign. Uh, but Dylan has bad news. And he's just very naturally posed with his feet up in his, his jersey, hockey, his, his hockey, hockey jersey. jersey. Yeah. Just so we know everything about him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been thinking it over and he can't keep dating Marco while he's in the closet. And so he breaks up with him over the phone. That's pretty rude. That's pretty shitty. That yeah. was, I mean. I didn't think Dylan's over it. It's like, break up with your high school boyfriend. You were in college. Fuck some adults, you weirdo. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's just like, it's not worth it. Yeah, guys in college are so much harder. You're de- yes, <laughs> than children. Than children. Than children. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's just like, and you're just like dating your like f- your sister's friend. Like, it's just like it's all weird. Like, just go- I don't think it's weird. I just think it's like I don't know. It's like you two are in different places. To go that out of your way to date your sister's friend, I think is weird. <laughs> 
I can't go that of his way. They went to the same school. They don't anymore. Now it's hard. Well, now they break don't. Up. Well, then now they are. So you got your wish. They did break so, up. So, uh, you know, this is devastating to Marco, but whatever. Okay, moving on. In math class, Liberty is already lovestruck. She's Twitter-pated mm-hmm. by Chris. And she's, like, writing in her notebook. She's like, Liberty plus Chris forever with a four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure she has, like, Mrs... Liberty, Liberty Sharp? Chris Sharp. Chris Sharp, yeah. Yes. Um, so, uh, and this does not go unnoticed by Manny, who then takes Liberty's notebook from her and hands it to Emma, which is like a real dick move. Well, you also forget there's a part where, I, I can't remember if Manny or Emma said it, but they're whispering to each other, and one of them goes, Liberty has dyscalculia, remember? <laughs> Emma, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. the lore drop. Yeah, yeah. It's Deep good, lore. It's good to... It, you know what? The writers respect the audience in moments like this, mm-hmm. and they disrespect me when they show me a little fucking photo booth photo, and they tell me <laughs> it can be blown up to a big photo. Uh, that is disrespectful. You know, this is respecting. Okay, well, <laughs> you don't know what kind of witchcraft Italians have, so... I guess I don't. Uh, <laughs> I've seen Suspiria, so I have a suspicion. <laughs> well, then you would respect their yes. powers. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't want to fall into a pile of barbed wire or whatever that movie's about. <laughs> what, do, <laughs> what do you... Th- like, what was Manny's... Why is Manny doing this? I felt like it was just so... I have no idea why Asshole-ish. Manny, this B-plot kind of made no sense to me. Oh, we're gonna... We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but everyone's uh, acting a little out like of character. Kind of a, like all three of being, them. Everyone's kind of being mean spirited in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, not Liberty, like but not Chris either. They're fine. I no, guess. they're being fine. They're they're the ones being tormented. They're just rebounding by, by yeah. Emma's cruel whims. <laughs> yeah. So at home, Marco's dad unveils the campaign posters he made for him using those photos that you have an issue. Literally with. impossible, especially with the technology of the time. Do not insult my intelligence production designers. I don't know what to think now because you thought lemons and limes were the same fruit. They are. So <laughs> this is not bell peppers. It's not just a ripe bell pepper versus a non-ripe bell pepper. They're different fruits. They taste different. I have no comment. Okay. Great. <laughs> So, I can see we're not going to get anywhere here. Um, Marco is too upset to think about the campaign because he's thinking about Dylan because he's sad. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. So, oh my God. <laughs> now I'm um, mad about the lime thing. So, <laughs> so, his mom checks in on him to see what's up and he admits that he broke up with someone of undisclosed gender. Mm-hmm. Um. And so she puts the pieces together because she may seem like she's about to cry, but she's not an idiot. No, she's not dumb. Um, and so she realizes that it was Dylan all along. And he says, I'm not gay. And then he says, I am. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of a believable coming out scene. I will mm-hmm. say in general, I find coming out scenes to be a little tedious. And I found this to be a little tedious, but it's necessary. You know, this is what his journey is. Right. We're doing a cookie cutter gay story. So we have to have this cookie cutter gay scene. Right. And yeah, sometimes I just feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's like, it's, it's too close to home. And so it's like, oh, I'm like cringing at like my own mm. coming out maybe by proxy. But coming out like, to your own Italian mother. Yeah, right. <laughs> when I had to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just like, I'm, I'm cringing at like, it's like self cringe when I'm cringing at this scene. But it is like, 
I don't know. Maybe it is like a bit overwrought, but I don't I know. Think it's I, fine. I, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be too harsh on it. Mm. I think I just find the trope of the coming out scene to be tedious. I thought this was fine. I thought the acting was fine. I thought the pacing was good. It, it, it worked. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's also something sort of like workmanlike about a lot of coming out scenes. Cause it's like, well, we have to move the plot. This exactly. has to happen in a way that's like moving things forward. And usually, I don't know, usually coming out is, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's different for everyone, but like, it's not always this sort of like, this this kind, it's not always cinematic, let's yeah. just say that. I do like the detail that the mom knows and the dad doesn't. That seems like a believable situation. I do feel like that's always, that's always how it goes, isn't yeah. it? Usually. Um, so... Uh, but she, like, again, she's, like, I, I did like that she was, like, emotional, but also, like, took it well. She was, like, yeah. she didn't handle it great. She wasn't, like, Jennifer Garner in Love, Simon and just being, like, oh, yeah, I knew you were. She yeah. wasn't, like, um, oh, yeah, I just borrowed this shirt from uh, from Emma. And she puts on the, the tank top that <laughs> yeah, says Love Wins. wins. Yeah. <laughs> she brings out her, her rainbow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's, like, the, the mom from uh, Queer as Folk all of a sudden. That's right, P-Flag. Yeah, yeah she like... becomes the P-Flag mom. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Emma and Manny are walking to school. And I just... <laughs> I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound creepy, but Emma's breasts are breasting in this scene. I have no comment. <laughs> she, like, like, she is, like, breasting boobily. We're gonna have is. to talk about a lot of children's anatomy in the next episode, so I'm just gonna pass. I have nothing to say on this. <laughs> <laughs> do we talk? Oh, that's right, we do yes. talk about. Oh, yeah. No, I just was like, oh, wow, she's, like, serving. She was looking fierce. Great. Good for her. Good for her. We've talked about Manny's body enough on this show. <laughs> Great, it's, she's blossoming. We're spreading the wealth. Good for Emma. Um, Love it. So, Manny <laughs> tells Emma that Liberty and Chris are going out on a date, and Emma is shook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, like, this is one of her most unlikable episodes. This? Oof. This was, well, like, single white female or something. This was really <laughs> fucked up. We're, we, we haven't gotten to the real low point, but we're getting there. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, Marco tells Paige that he came out to his mom, and she is thrilled. I thought this scene was adorable. Yeah, sure. What? No, it's good. No, it's I, so I liked good. it. Like, because she's so happy for him. Yeah. And I don't know, Lauren Collins and Adamo Ruggiero, they just have, like, really good chemistry. And you can tell. Yes. Um, that they, like, because they were, apparently they were, like, BFFs Oh, in real life. Offset. Cool. Offset, Love yeah. that. They were roommates uh, for oh. a time. Yeah. And in the show, right? <laughs> and in the no, show. They L- never. Later. Later. No, because that's Emma. Or, not Emma, Ellie. They're also roommates. Oh, okay. Well, great. Can't wait for that. Yes. They're Life in a Life art. <laughs> uh, so, um, but then out of nowhere, Alex starts tearing down Marco's campaign posters. Mm-hmm. The ones using those photos. And, which, again, makes no sense. Um, uh, but her objection is that you can only spend $40 on uh, posters. And mm-hmm. this clearly, even though technically he got them for free you know that's the argument like he's like this is an unfair advantage sure fair which this I is mean, probably not the way to handle it but. i mean imagine <laughs> if our elections had such strict financing laws so funny. could you imagine well yeah uh it's forty dollars for the posters but if you have a super pack then <laughs> you can do an additional 10 million <laughs> yeah. per quarter uh, per quarter uh, i like that they did set like a realistic budget for a school office campaign like that's sure, what i would yeah. imagine like an actual high school like like oh you can only spend 40 bucks yeah that is a reasonable amount yeah and i remember when they did these uh posters for real at my high school and middle school it was usually like uh 
homemade. It was usually yeah. like they would right. they would draw with markers yeah. and like glitter and like yeah. glue sticks. Glue stick a, a picture of themselves that they printed off paper. their home computer, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was that kind of situation. Right. Instead of like professional printing where we've blown up these small photos. <laughs> these tiny, the, tiny yeah, photos yeah. Uh-huh. with miraculous technology. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe Toby invented some sort of generative AI that was able to blow up this photo of Marco. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. <laughs> maybe so. I think that that makes a lot of mm. sense to me. <laughs> and Alex tells Marco that she's going to ask the crowd at the assembly tomorrow when they're giving their speeches whether they'd rather vote for the freak or for the queer. For the fucking queer. <laughs> and you want to vote for this fucking queer? <laughs> <laughs> and she says to the passersby in the hallway, she says, by the way, I'm the freak. Sure, Alex. (laughs) Which is funny. Which is funny for reasons. Yes, and we'll find out soon. Not that we've spoiled that five times already. (laughs) So, I I just want to say, shout out to uh, Deanna Casaluz. I don't know how to say it. She's one of the best actors on the show. She is phenomenal. She's awesome. She is oozing charisma. Very charismatic. Little face movements. Yeah. (laughs) Little twitches. She's great at just (laughs) selling, like, disdain. Yes attitude yeah and legitimately someone i could see myself either being intimidated by or thinking is really cool like she pulls off both really yeah. well yeah and she's asked to do both so it's like it's great i love yeah. alex she's been, this season is really giving her her flowers well this is kind of her first time to really do anything yeah yeah because so. i mean i remember <laughs> like in season three she has all of like five lines i think she yeah. shows up a lot but she's kind of like she's kind of like Mila Yovovich in Days and Confused. <laughs> You've seen Days and Confused. I've seen it one time. Okay, well, she's like Mila Yovovich, who is like, now it's like, oh, well, we know who Mila Yovovich is. But like in that movie, she's always there, but she has like one line. Mm. But she's in the movie, like the whole time. So like Brie Larson in Sleepover. That's a reference I get. <laughs> oh, is, okay. I haven't seen Sleepover, so. You should. But she, does she, have, does she, is she like there the whole time? But she just she's, doesn't say she's anything? She's like the mean girl's best friend. And okay. she has like five lines in the whole movie. Oh, okay. But she's in almost every wow. scene with the mean girl. <laughs> well, shout out to Brie Larson and Mila Yovovich. <laughs> I love both of those people. I, hmm. <laughs> hmm. I love Mila Yovovich. You don't like Brie Larson? Well. I, I love Brie Larson. I feel like, well. I don't know. I, I used to... I, well, this is your anti-Marvel this is, bias. This is a, this She's is, the strongest being in the galaxy. This is an off-the-mic <laughs> conversation. Um, so you, you don't agree with her feminist views, do you? Uh, I don't agree with her uh, NFT endorsement. Oh, well, fuck. You could say that on mic, yeah. Uh, if well, she endorsed NFTs, Oh, no, that. it's not just the NFTs. It's just, I don't know. I feel like, she, like, does she want to be an actress or does she want to be an influencer? I can't tell. I feel like she wants to be an influencer. She has an Oscar, babe. Stop and, trying to tear down and this she, powerful No, she got the Oscar and she was like, I guess I'm done. No more. Great. <laughs> Julia Roberts won an Oscar and stopped acting. That's not true. She's barely in anything anymore. She was in... Do you want to talk about Degrassi? Uh, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> okay, so back at... Ho- oh, no, wait, no, no, wait. Where are we? Oh, yeah. Okay, so in, <laughs> so in uh, Jim, just Jim... Uh, Emma starts flirting with Chris. I don't know what sport they're doing. They're just they're like, doing stretching. stretches. Yeah. They're stretching. <laughs> and so Emma starts flirting with Chris right in front of Liberty. This is what I'm saying. She's like having a psychosexual game going on. Like yeah. With Liberty. Yeah, absolutely. This is very fatal attraction behavior. Mm-hmm. And so she suggests that they get back together. But, Great. <laughs> but, and so then later, Manny comes up with a plan for Emma to get Chris back, just like she said she wanted to. But Emma's like, I'm not trying to get back together with Chris. 
She's like, I just don't want him to date Liberty because what will people think of me if he rebounds with Liberty? Psychotic. Truly, what a manipulative monster. Is this Emma at her most unlikable? I think this is one of the worst things she's ever done. <laughs> it's pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> and Manny agrees, and she calls it the meanest thing Emma's ever said, which is saying Accurate. something. Yeah. So, uh, Emma, not, not coming off great this season. Not an auspicious start. <laughs> So, back at home, Marco is strategizing with his mom on how to handle the Alex situation. Yes. Uh, but then his dad comes home, and Marco tells him that he plans to drop out. And, but his dad is like, no, don't disappoint me, Marco. Look, I want to say, I don't speak Italian. But these lines of broken English, like, spoken by a person whose first language is Italian, do not sound like an Italian... Like, it, he's making grammatical errors that I don't think someone would make because mm. their first language is Italian. Mm. I don't have any evidence to back this up. It just didn't seem real. <laughs> you make me proud. Like, you, you, ma- you make me less proud. It's you like, don't make me less proud. It's, it's weird. My it's son. Just, <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's, I don't it's... think any Italian people were here other than these three actors. <laughs> <laughs> no one else of Italian descent was there. <laughs> I mean, he is Italian, so I'm like, I don't know. But I is, guess is he in the writer's room? I mean, I'm sure he's. They're giving him some freedom. They're not like, you know, they're just like, do do your bit, do your thing, do your, just make do it, just make it Mario Brothers. Yes, just, that's our only word. <laughs> the director was just like, make it Mario Brothers. Um. So then Emma tries to talk to Liberty the next day, and she's like, I'm gonna vote for Alex, <laughs> which of course Emma's like, the fringe candidate. Yes, that's what yes. I want. I want. Great. Uh, do you, do you th- Emma definitely voted for like Ralph Nader, right? Surely. She voted for Jill Stein. She yeah. Piece of shit. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too much about uh, Emma's politics because, again, I don't trust her. <laughs> I think she's got some white feminist blind spots mm-hmm. that are troubling. <laughs> so Emma's trying to talk to Liberty, but uh, Manny told Liberty everything about what happened, and so Liberty deservedly tells Emma to go to hell. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Why not? Good for good for Liberty. Get on out of here, stupid Emma. Of course, she does it in this like very. I can't remember what exactly the quote is, but she does it in this very. Like verbose, wordy way. Yeah, where she's like, "What? What is she t- like? Something? I don't know. I don't remember what exactly she says, but she says, go to hell' in a very wordy fashion. Yes, a very liberty fashion. A, a very thesaurusy <laughs> sentence. So later, Marco tries to reason with Alex and dissuade her from fighting dirty, which is to say, please don't out me to the entire school and my parents. Please, please don't do that. Yeah. Is this the scene where he says, or is there two beats of this? I can't remember. Is this the scene where he's like, beat me fair and square? Or is yes, that the next that's one? Yes, this is the scene. I actually like this scene. Yeah. It was good. And so, also, I think the other reason I like this scene is Marco has slicked his hair back and it looks a looks lot less so bad. much better. It's much, much better. He should just do this every day. Right when he's in the spotlight, too. So good, yeah. good job. He, he got it together. Yes. Thank you, Marco. <laughs> so we hear the candidates giving their speeches and Alex's... What do we think of Alex's speech? Uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah? I would vote for it. I also like that she's dressed like Rosie the Riveter with a midriff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Rosie the Riveter. Yeah. I guess my answer is I I don't remember her speech too well because uh, I just liked her. I liked her vibe. Uh, I, I vote based on vibes, Evan. Just like the average <laughs> American, American voter. <laughs> that's That's just like the average undecided voter. Um, <laughs> so I, I, okay, she's like... We need changes. I'm gonna make changes. What are you gonna do? And but she suggest and her suggestion. She says, 
no, no more dances. dances or school trips. Not if it's going to be like last year. And it's like she and she alludes to like school trips that like cost that like children can't afford. And I'm like, that's fair. But like, what are you going to do about that? She doesn't propose. What's the money? Go- what's that money then going to be allocated to? Like, that would be a policy. And like, or like, how do you want to raise money to like maybe have people be able to afford to go? Like, what are, what are you what are you proposing? She's not really proposing anything. Is yeah. the question, or is my is my concern? Well, she's running a contrarian candidacy, which um, sometimes is a good thing and sometimes is a bad thing. I mean, to be fair, I don't think anyone, <laughs> any actual IRL candidates for like school body president, think this through very far. I don't know. I didn't go to any of their speeches. <laughs> yeah. Did they have speeches? I, I have d- no idea. This whole assembly is a thing that has never happened. With yeah, all, it's literally like a the, presidential debate. The entire town is has culminated. <laughs> town hall, yeah. Including many adults, including Marco's adult boyfriend, who's just like at his old high school. How, how depressing. How depressing to graduate high school, go move into a dorm, and then spend all your time at the fucking high school you just graduated from. What a bummer situation. I will say, I went, after I graduated high school, I loved going back to high school and, like, lording it over people. They're like, I'm no longer in high school. You're weird. Like, I remember, I, like, like, like after I graduated, I, like, the first, like, like, I went back to high school wearing a tank top, which I was not allowed to wear. Ooh. And they got so, like, like the uh, administrative assistants in the office were so mad at me. They were like, they love to come back and parade mm-hmm. with the clothes they can't wear mm-hmm. normally. Well, and I was I like, that's right, you bitch. <laughs> I didn't like this story until it became about you dressing slutty, and now I like the story a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good for you, Evan. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, when it comes to her closing remarks, she offers the audience an ultimatum. Vote for the freak or the fat, I mean, the pretty boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very long pause. Yeah, a a pregnant pause, (laughs) if you will. Mm -hmm. So, uh, she refrains from outing Marco. Good for her. She has morals. See, Alex is a human being. Yeah, and uh, again, speaking to her acting, you can sort of see her go through the whole... Uh, all of the mental beats in her head Uh just in that moment where she's walking away from Marco in the library Mm -hmm. you see it happen again while she's on stage she's doing a lot of subtle stuff yeah great acting she's great so Marco then gives his speech with Dylan in the audience um because Dylan is just like showing up and plopped himself down adult man Uh, he's 18 (laughs) did you feel like an adult man at 18 I don't know just it's weird I don't it's, like it. It's not that weird. It's not that weird. Of course it's not. So, uh, but Marco is interrupted by Jay in the audience calling him <coughs> queer. Yeah. So um, Marco trudges on unperturbed and he proposes a vision of school unity, freakish harmony, as he calls it. Yeah. Again, this... what are his positions? No, no one what knows. What are the issues? Yeah. <laughs> what is his platform? Who can say? But vi- the vibes, immaculate. Immaculate <laughs> vibes. So that's enough. It's, it's very stupid. And it's just, it's hard to, we've already talked about these school elections so much, it's just hard to say anything else about it. But uh, um, we're going to talk, we're gonna, this show is still in its infancy. It's There's so many more. School elections. There are so many more school elections to come. So I guess that's all I have to say about this. Yeah, it was, it was as awkward and unbelievable as all the other school election scenes. But I guess what I do want to ask is it seems like, Everybody votes that right after the speeches. Right. Because later Which when we surprising. find out. Yeah. It seems like you would find out like the next day or they would take the weekend to count. Right. Like, yeah. 
You and see the vote total, they had to count like 600 votes. So it would take a bit. <laughs> yeah, it'd take a lot. So, uh, but no, it's like like an hour later, they're like, oh, we know that Marco won. Well, maybe it's because, maybe it's that thing where like CNN was projecting that Marco won, <laughs> but it hasn't been certif- for, certified yet, you know? <laughs> Wolf Blitzer. Breaking news, we are projecting that Marco Del Rossi. <laughs> they're still waiting, they're like, no, wait, we still need to get the freshman votes. <laughs> Yeah, the mail-in ballots. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so, uh, but it's revealed that Marco won. Yay. Yay Good job, Marco. Did so, you see the vote margin? He won like 300 to her like 200 or something like that? 321 to 209. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, is that a There was 500 slide? people is at this assembly. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, we don't know how many people just didn't vote. How many non-voters were there? Well... <laughs> What do you think they were doing if they weren't voting? <laughs> Why would they come? <laughs> is this after hours? Is this the weekend? Like, what I, is this? No, it's definitely during the school day. I How? Think. Then why are all these people there? Because, uh, you know, they want to support. It's so weird. Whatever. Uh, so uh, after school, Marco... Uh, oh, no, but he offers... No, Marco offers Alex to be his VP. Yes. And she's like, okay, fine. Did um, you know that's how it used to be in America? The loser... Uh, the opposing candidate would become the vice president. I knew that's how it was with Lincoln and, oh God, what is his name? Uh, his VP. Um, uh, I didn't know if it was out. Douglas? <laughs> no, uh, the bad one. Um, Jackson? Yeah. No. We don't know anything. Uh, God, <laughs> terrible. Um, no, but uh, the one who oversaw like Reconstruction basically and did a terrible job. Okay. Um, so... Uh, is that always how it was though? Was it always that like the? It was for a while. I think it was for like the first twenty presidents. It was you a... just had to be VP like with the guy who beat your ass. It was a, <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah, very strange. Um, so after school, Marco tells Dylan that he came out to his mom, but he's not ready to come out to his dad. And Dylan is like, you know what? Good enough for me. <laughs> uh, but he's like, I'll take it. But he's like, you're gonna have to come out to him someday. Uh, and then Marco's parents like come over in their Italian fashion and mm-hmm. are like boopity boopity yeah. bop they're doing some Jared Lettoing. yeah and <laughs> and his dad is like what did, did he mean by queer what, did, <laughs> what, what is that all about uh, and Marco's like you know he saves face basically yeah. and his dad is like okay whatever dads are stupid so I guess I believe it but come on but he's there's some there's some willful ignorance going on here. I I mean I will say because like you know Jay's called him queer. I'm like I don't know. Str- bullies call everyone gay and fat yeah, in high school, especially at this time. At this time, so it's like eh, I could buy I buy it. And he's just like whatever. Uh, so that's the end of this episode. Did it go there? No, no, no. But like. That doesn't, again, that doesn't mean anything. It wasn't bad. I, this this was a bit of a, a nothing episode for me. I mean... There was weird we, highs and weird lows. We do have an important milestone in that Marco has come out to one of his parents. Great. And I guess we'll do that again in the next Marco episode. He'll come out to the other parent. Very exciting. Is that the next episode or is that a later episode? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I, I thought this episode was... I, we get a lot of Alex, which I think is cool. The Alex stuff I loved. Yeah. And she sort of like starts to ingratiate herself into, you know, the yeah the our main our main cast. So it didn't go there, but it was a perfectly fine episode. How about that? Yes, Great. I I liked it. Okay, well we're gonna take a little break. Why don't you listen to some music by Michael Abbott, and uh, we'll be back in five to ten seconds to talk about more Degrassi. 
All right, we're back with season four, episode four, Mercy Street, which is named after the song by Peter Gabriel. And right out of the gate, uh, this episode opens with the announcement that Rick is back. This episode opens so weird. It just opens on like five people standing in a pose. (laughs) Like they're like the Eternals. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah, it's like Paige, Spinner, all of our main characters really. Yeah, but kind of characters who don't always hang out. It's like a it's a weird mishmash. Well, it's it's our normal. It's so it's like Paige. It's the the juniors, right? Our main juniors, and then also Emma is there for some reason. The senior. Wait, they're juniors. Paige and is Marco a sophomore? He's a junior. No, he's Emma's class. No, he's not. You're right. Because he's friends with he's Craig and Spinner. And Paige. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So So he's a junior. Great. Yes. So uh and Paige is of course not happy that Rick is back on the scene. Remember that, Rick? Remember that, Rick. Remember what you did, Rick? <laughs> Paige remembers what he did. She does, yeah. Um that's and a she problem. goes up to him and she says, Remember that, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> she, she does not. Um <laughs> So and Emma, who is here once again for some reason, um, Wants the 411 on the sitch because you know she doesn't know who this fucking person is. Mm-hmm. And Paige and Spinner tell her about what happened between him and Terry last season, last year. Yes. Um, and it seems like Emma has finally found a new cause to champion Cause Girl. Cause Girl. When they called her ca- Cause Girl later, I laughed out loud. That was very funny. <laughs> that is such a terrible, not funny, not catchy name. I like it. Cause Girl, that's what she is. <laughs> cause Girl. A Cause Girl. Because yeah. she loves causes. She, she, she champions causes. causes. Yeah. I don't know, I like Soapbox Sadie more. Just call her Soapbox Sadie. Look, you can call her Soapbox Sadie. I'm going to call her call her Cosgirl. I'm going to call her Cosgirl. I'm going to call her Cosgirl. I'm going to call her Miranda Cosgirl. <laughs> see, it just doesn't, see, it just doesn't flow. Cosgirl. I can say it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Manny is hanging out at Liberty's Hot Tub with JT, Toby, and Liberty's little brother, Danny, who we have met previously. Yes, but Briefly. we didn't know. But now we know that he is Liberty's little brother. Yes. And this was also kind of weird because... There's like a, I hate when people do these exposition lines where it's like, so are you sure your dad won't mind it? Like you've already, you must have already had a conversation what it, about What does it matter? Yeah. What, and like, who cares if your dad, there's no consequences to them playing in the hot tub. Right. That never comes up later. So why even have this exposition line? Very weird. I don't get it. It's just like, I guess we had to establish that like, oh, there's like, why are they at a hot tub? And yes. It's just like, I don't know. Because it's Liberty's house. Yeah. So and it's, it's fun. Like, I don't know. And it's, kids like hot tubs. Yeah, it seems fine. I don't know why we needed that line. And then Manny has, or excuse me, Liberty has the line replying to Manny. She says, sometimes Manny, you just got to say, what the heck? And I'm like. <laughs> What a horrible fucking stupid line delivered so, awfully. It's so liberty. It's though. the worst fucking line I've ever heard. Sometimes, sometimes in life, Manny, you just gotta say, howdy doody. <laughs> she might as well have said that. It was so weird. Oh, so, I don't know. I love Liberty's like weird, like Pee Wee Herman. It, she leaned more into it than I think I would like it more uh, if she was a full Pee Wee Herman character. Her, her weird stilted, what the hey? <laughs> um, so, okay. So Liberty and Emma are still not on speaking terms, which is also established. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, JT tries to dive into the hot tub off of a um, drying uh, 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 ironing board. Ironing board. Um, which seems like a terrible idea. That hot tub is like three feet deep. Oh yeah, you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah, what are you doing, sir? 
but I don't know. Maybe he's gonna do a cannonball. I, I think a cannonball. Probably. You're not gonna hurt yourself with a cannonball. Probably. Yeah. Still not a. You'll great hit the bottom. Idea. Yeah, you'll hit the. It's probably gonna hurt, but like you know, you're not gonna injure yourself. Um, but uh, just when JT's about to jump off this ironing board, <laughs> uh, Danny pants him, revealing JT's little teeny tiny micro dick. Yes, and we're going to have to talk about this fictional child's penis a lot mm-hmm. for the next. 30 minutes Which or so. Toby describes as a stack of dimes. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Why? I just don't like talking about Speak on dick. it. <laughs> Speak on it. I don't know. It's just like, it's fine. This is a teen issue. Teens are insecure about their penis size. And obviously this is all reverse engineered for the wacky moment that happens at the end. So it's fine. We've found a reason why it's okay to talk about this boy's penis for a whole episode yeah, of TV. Yeah, I think, I think grown men are also it's very just, insecure about their penis sizes. Sure, great. It's just a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, JT is absolutely mortified by this, of course. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? So, uh, back at school the next day, Marco and Alex failed to convince Radich to keep Rick out of the school. Um, but Emma decides to take measures into her own hands and starts intimidating Rick. And she tells Radish that they don't want Rick there. But Mr. Radish is like, tough shit. You have to. Yeah. And so that's that. Uh, meanwhile, do you have anything to say about this scene? Mm. No, it's just still weird to see these people hanging out. Yeah, Emma really just has like, globbed on. I mean, I guess she's not friends with Manny and Liberty anymore. So she's like, I need, I need to, you know, be a parasite to other people who aren't sick of me. So... Meanwhile, things are kind of off between Manny and JT since the hot tub incident. Uh, but she assures him that everything is fine. It's fine. He's, yeah. It's all in your head, JT. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> She's gaslighting. She is <laughs> gaslighting. Thank you. Uh, and then Craig passes by them in the hallway, and he and Manny have a conversation completely ignoring JT. Like, they're kissing, like, her and JT are kissing. Looks over his shoulder at Craig and starts a conversation. Yeah, and Craig's like, hope I'm not interrupting. She's like, you weren't interrupting anything. No, nothing. Nothing at all. (laughs) It's fine. It was no big deal. Um, I will say... my little cuck boyfriend. I will say, speaking of all the bad hair this season, even JT's hair looks bad, and he's normally a hair king, as far as I'm concerned. Really? I think it looks fine. Well, he has the same problem that Craig has, where he has cut it short and then also straightened it. Has it been straightened? His less so, but that's, either way, the, it's funny that um, JT is jealous of Craig, because when Craig walked up, I was like, they have the exact same hair right now. They do, yeah. It's very similar. Yeah. And it looks bad on both that's of why, them. That's why Manny's dating him. Yeah. She made she him get the haircut. Yeah. She made him get the haircut to emulate Craig. This is the single white female moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, JT is obviously feeling miffed about this interaction, and so in the locker room, um, he's talking about it, and Toby suspects that something is wrong between Manny and JT, and that, you know, maybe, uh, Manny still has the hots for Craig. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and so JT confronts Craig in the locker room. And also Danny's in their gym class? Aren't all these students different ages? He's, uh, a freshman, yes. Um... So why are they all in gym class at the same uh, time? Yeah, it's pretty weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes PE is just like you have people who like didn't take it yet and they're just like, well, I have to take PE. Sure. That's okay. how it was in my school. Okay. Um, I buy it then. Um, 
But, uh, so JT confronts Craig in the locker room, but he's distracted by Craig's enormous hog. Mm -hmm. Which they showed, and I, I forgot that they showed his penis. <laughs> they showed his penis. Yeah, they showed Jake's Yeah, penis. they showed full hog. Yeah. Which, full frontal nudity. Really surprising for the Canadian broadcasting company. To show a teenager's penis? Yeah. yeah. But daring. Uh, brave. Yes. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen, but... JT does look down at his like, enormous Whoa? penis, and he, he, he goes awooga, basically. Yeah, awooga. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Craig notices <laughs> this. Yeah, and he covers up very quickly. I do want to talk about, like, and I, I think we've touched on this already, but the, the trope of showering at high school, I think, has existed so much longer than that is, like, a normal thing. Like, I don't... I don't I think most people are showering did, at their high school. That, did that happen at your high school? I don't know one person who showered at my high school. I feel like athletes probably do, but I was not an athlete. Yeah, I didn't sure. Inter so I didn't see any of that. I mean, I know I didn't even... So, like, you know, when you, like, dress out for PE, mm -hmm. I would not even do... I would go into... I would wear my... I would either wear my gym clothes underneath oh. my clothes for a dress out day, or I would, like, change in a bathroom stall because I didn't want to change in front of other boys mm. because it made me uncomfortable. I remember I used to change uh, in between uh, some of my male friends, and uh, I didn't mind that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I was checking them out. I'm not going to lie. No, I was like... <laughs> I you have to. It's impossible not to. <laughs> no, see, because I was, like, horrified of, like, the accusation of being, you know, gay or whatever, so... I was pretty sly about it. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It was like, I like I also, I didn't want to face it. Like, I didn't want to see, I didn't want, I didn't want, ugh, so. It was always a titillating moment in my middle school day <laughs> was gym class. Well, I guess I missed out. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> On the sexual tension yeah. of middle school. <laughs> so, um, later, Rick tries to make peace with Paige, telling her that he's in counseling and that he's been trying to change. Yes. He's now, a new leaf. Now, we have talked a little bit about Rick in the broad sense. And I think I think you generally are a little more pro-Rick um, than me. I would say more <laughs> sympathetic. Sure, I'm a little sympathetic to him, but he is also creating this situation. He does not need to go to this school. He mm -hmm. is forcing people to forgive him which is you can't he's not do. forcing he's people. attempting to well he's trying to make amends that's not the same thing as forcing no making amends would be going and quietly finishing your high school diploma at a different high school that would be making amends you are re you are bringing up the trauma that all of these students went through because of your actions and because you want them to forgive you you are inserting yourself back into their life and now they are suddenly, and you know, look, obviously what happens in the episode I don't condone, but it's like you did put yourself in this situation. You could have just gone to the high school that is 10 minutes more away from your house and you wouldn't be dealing with any of this. Yeah, I mean, obviously. He's a narcissist. <laughs> it's all about him. He's making it all about him. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> mm. Again, I don't condone what happens to him in this episode, but... <laughs> I mean, violence should not be met with violence. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think the show, as as will be revealed as the season progresses, that it would have been better for all involved for yes. him to have gone <laughs> to a different school, obviously. But because of his fucking ego, he has to go there and prove it. That's what he says. I'm going to, like, prove it to all of them. It's like, who fucking cares? They don't, they don't owe you their forgiveness. They don't. They well, can right. be mad at you for the rest of their lives. That's your fault not theirs right it's not like you need to go there and tell them something different happened than what you thought happened that that would be like clearing your name no you made this mistake go somewhere else 
finish your diploma and like you can have a fresh start in college. It's like you need to kind of not be in literal jail, but you need to have like a little time out, you know? You don't get to have everything you want after doing what you did to Terry. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, but, um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, so <clears throat> Paige, of course, at this point, wants nothing to do with him. And so she runs into the bathroom crying and then Emma goes to check in on her and she assures Paige that they'll find a way to make Rick leave or stand up to Rick, basically. Yes. Um, and now Emma and Paige are besties. Mm. <laughs> Bestie getting... uniting uh, by being mean to someone. And they're, and they're getting green tea fraps together. They're um, getting green tea fraps. And it's very funny that on her way out of the bathroom, she like rubs it in Liberty and, and Manny's, Manny's face. face. Like they're jealous that she's hanging out with Paige. Like Manny's like, I hang out with her and cheer yeah, all the time. And she's mean to me and I don't like yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not jealous of you hanging yeah, out with her. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, and we have a hot tub, okay? Yeah. And, and Emma's like, have fun in your hot tub. It's like, okay, we will. We will, <laughs> and guess what? We could go buy green tea fraps, fraps. and take them yeah. to the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> which you still will not have access to. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Also, are, aren't they friends right now? Why Why is this Well, not after, not after the Liberty thing, I think. Oh, I, I guess I think so. that's kind of, you know... That re-triggered re the, it's the rivalry. Div it's divided them a bit. Okay. Um... Yeah, and it's also just, I don't know, it speaks to the fact that, it's like, Emma, you're doing this because you want to be, you want, you want friends, right? You want to be mm -hmm. in, the I in crowd, so. right? So, mm. but uh, but when they're at the dock getting their green tea fraps, <laughs> um, Rick shows up, and Emma further intimidates him, and then she manhandles him and shoves him outside and shuts the door behind him. But this is what I'm saying. If you are truly uh, penitent, if you truly acknowledge that you did something wrong part of your penance is maybe not going to the popular diner where all the fun kids hang out because your presence there is going to disturb everyone and that's ultimately still on rick you know but he has to make it about himself he has to go to the dot he could just go to fucking mcdonald's like you are going there in order to insert yourself into a very specific social group that has every reason not to want to be friends with you mm-hmm it's psychotic. <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I get, look, it has to happen because they wanted to write Rick back into the show. <laughs> right. That's the answer. And great. He's a great actor. I'm, we, we always say, Ephraim, you're a great actor. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just saying it's a little, it's strange, it strains credulity. Well, I think that's, that's it's, it's hubristic, I think. It is right. hubristic. Okay. Um, that, and that helps me contextualize it a little bit. I right. think it is hubris. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the next day, Emma has devised a silent protest against Rick, where she and Paige sell ribbons with all the proceeds going to a women's shelter. Yeah, and it's very funny that um, Paige is excited that uh, Emma used her knowledge to, like, weasel her way around the around the rules and find a way to bully Rick. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god, Emma's so smart. She found a way to bully him. <laughs> Without breaking any rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I think this is actually a very effective way to you know, protest, yeah, because, actually. you know, um, you're raising money and you're, you know, raising awareness. Yes. And, you know, again, it is theoretically <laughs> not breaking any rules and is, you know, a silent protest. Yes. Um, but then Ellie shows up and of all people, she is totally unimpressed by this effort. Yes, but I... What do we make of that? Well, I think Ellie would perhaps be... I guess I don't know why she cares because she's not really friends with either of these girls. But... I do feel like she would be one of the people to call out the sort of self-defeating nature of this plan to, like, bully the bully. 
you know? Right. I th- so I think... Because she's always kind of, like, one step ahead of all these people. She's always sort of, like, the voice of reason. Yeah. Um, well, I think... So, the, what I think is that, like, obviously, I think that's what they're getting at, is that it's, like, oh, Ellie sees that this... Well, really, the only way you can kind of, like, rationalize it is that Ellie has clairvoyance and can see how <laughs> this is going to end. Honestly, that, that would be cool. <laughs> That would be really cool. Uh, you know, if she was psychic, <laughs> and she just, that. you know, so it's like, because like otherwise, it's like at this point, it's like, well, this is like, I mean, again, like what what you're saying, like, oh, they're bullying the bully, and it's like, but at this point, it hasn't gotten that far yet. So it's like, and as a like, sure, the, maybe this beat should have been later. The silent protest on the merits is like totally, I think, a valid way to protest. A, you know, someone who is you know committed domestic abuse at your school. I agree. To your I think the call out should have been after the sort of like right. It's more just sort physical of a, bullying. It's a matter of pacing. I think. Yeah. I think they did this too soon because obviously Ellie winds up being justified in her dismissal, but it's just a weird, weird pacing issue. Um, uh, we go to Miss Kwan's class. Is that next? Uh well no first we're with Danny oh we are with um Danny. and so Danny In has a sol- Danny has a solution to JT's problem a penis pump now do you this is a real question I'm not being stupid do you think that the penis pump awareness was at its height because of Austin Powers because there's a gag oh, yeah. with the penis pump in there. And I feel like for 10 years after that, we had, like, penis pump gags. And now it's like, you never hear about a penis pump anymore. Well, do they work? Of course they don't. Okay, I didn't think so. No. I don't think there's any way to make your penis bigger other than, like, maybe a a surgical implant. Right. Or you can wear underwear that just makes it look bigger. Mm -hmm. Andrew (laughs) Christian has those. <laughs> Don't get me started. I think Andrew Christian makes the ugliest fucking underwear. They in the fucking world. do. And I'll, I to, I'll, I, Andrew, I'll say it to your fucking face. And I used <laughs> those to buy, are ugly. I used to buy so much of it too. When oh I was like a baby gay. That's such a baby gay mistake. It's such an early twenties yeah. thing to do. I know. Cringe. I am the cringe. You are the cringe. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and now I just for Calvin Klein because I'm because I'm a, a man. You're a simple. You're a simple boy with simple needs. That's right. You like your Calvins. <laughs> hashtag my Calvins. Um, uh, so uh, Danny has also <laughs> just a funny detail. Danny has purchased this penis pump under his fake ID under the name. Gunter von Eisenstein. I, I actually did think that was very funny. <laughs> Danny, <laughs> when a very you see fun the, actor. The McLove, yeah, he is a funny actor. And when you see the McLovin style fake ID, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, uh, of course, with when they're in, they're like all piled in the stall, like trying to figure out how to use this penis pump. And then Craig walks in to see them as they're like piling out of the stall. And he's yeah. like, I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> don't explain yourselves. It's funny. It's I'm kind leaving. of like a, it's almost a running gag where they're, they're doing gay things and Craig sees them doing gay things, you know, yeah. like looking at his dick. Very or, farcical. Yes. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so the silent protest is going extremely well as students rally against Rick, mm-hmm. perhaps a little too well since then they start, uh, physically assaulting him. Yes. In the hallways, <laughs> shoving him into lockers Kicking his notebook, but just like real petty, yes, petty mean shit. Wouldn't have happened if you went to another school, babe. <laughs> right, yep. but two wrongs don't make a right. Sure, um, sure, agreed. <laughs> uh, but this does effectively ostracize him, which was the goal. So good job. Great. Uh, then in English class, Miss Kwan has the students recite a piece that speaks to them, which is an odd assignment, but. Sure, why This not? was so stupid. Uh, this, bi- this spinner bit spinner, was so cringe. Spinner starts off by reciting... Also, his hair somehow looks worse than last week. His hair looks like a wig. 
It's so strange. It is just hovering above his head. <laughs> so he looks like the flying nun. He looks out of control. <laughs> Spinner <laughs> is reciting a piece from Kid Elric, our favorite artist. And I'm um, telling you, he's supposed to be like a Kid Rock type. Well, as you can tell from these lyrics. Well, is it like does Kid Rock or is Kid Rock known for like his like butt anthems? Sure, like it, it seems like almost like a rap or something. Kid Rock raps. Does he? Yes. Oh god, I don't listen to Kid Rock. Um, <laughs> you don't? No. Let's start right now. All I know is that like one song, like that "Sweet Home Alabama" all summer long song, whatever. Um, singing "Sweet Home." No, Alabama, I don't want. You don't have to sing it. It's fine. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, it's Kid Elric and his butt anthem, something about a bootylicious ass, but he gets cut off before he can say ass. And it's like. He's like, it's a playful moment with him and Quan. Like, he would be in trouble. Like, you didn't take the she's just She's just like, oh, Spinner, you. It's so stupid. You yeah. sit down. It didn't. It, first of all, it wasn't funny. Second of all, it didn't make sense in the reality of the world. So I, I hated that moment. <laughs> and then Rick gets up and quotes uh, known racist Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I you know Gandhi is a very complicated figure. <laughs> I don't really know the, all the extent of the complications. I was looking it up because I knew I was going to pop off about this. So I wanted some details. I don't know everything, but uh, he famously in South Africa uh, campaigned for uh, Indians to be treated uh, better than black people and advocated for further segregation for black people. Hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Seems bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he also didn't eat that one time. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a complicated figure. Complicated figure. <laughs> so uh, so Rick's uh, quotes Gandhi and the and the. Uh, the quote is, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Um, and he goes on, but then he gets cut off when uh, throws a little ball of paper Spinner throws yeah. a wad of paper at him. And Miss Kwan, because she's, you know, doesn't take, sh you know, shit lightly. She's like, go to the principal's office. Yeah, she fucking smacks Spinner in the back but, of her head. Yeah, the damage has been done and Rick is humiliated. And Emma kind of is starting to feel sympathy. Yes. Pity. Yes. She's seeing. She's seeing the what her machinations have have, have wrought. wrought. Yes, yes, that's right. Why did we both know that we were going to say rot? We've been doing that a lot. Yeah. We're really simpatico. Um, meanwhile, Manny is tired of JT because he is a child mm -hmm. and she needs a man. And he was making fart jokes earlier, which I will say is a big. That's a big turnoff for oh, me. That's right. We didn't. We didn't mention the the fart. Yeah. The literal fart. He actually did fart. Yeah. Um. And Liberty urges her to break up with him if she's unhappy. Mm -hmm. uh, but then JT invites Manny over to his place that night, and she agrees, clearly with the intent of breaking up with him, right? I think so. She's expressing that she doesn't want to break up with him because it's going to hurt him so bad. Right. But... She kind of knows it's got. I think done. this is. I think that's the plan, especially when we see like her Liberty. Later, she's kind of hyping herself up yeah. to break up with him. And Liberty's kind of like giving her like... This is the time. Yep. Perfect opportunity. So we'll see. We'll check in on those kids later. We'll see what happens. Later, Rick offers Emma a check for over $500, which I think is more in Canadian money, right? Or is it less? Uh, What's the... What's it? Uh, less. It's less? Yeah. Because okay. our dollars are worth more, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. America, uh, fuck yeah. I was watching with the uh, subtitles on and they spelled check the Canadian way with a Q-U-E. Q-U-E. I yeah. love that. <laughs> I love that. So appreciate, I appreciate the cultural representation there. Um, <laughs> Commonwealth spelling of check. <laughs> uh, I think, do we spell it? I think we also spell it that way. Nah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I um, wouldn't. <laughs> so, and he, and, he, and he specifies that he wants to make it an anonymous donation, which is very, like, 
great that's, sure that's nice that's actually like doing penance but what you should do is do that and actually have it be anonymous it's still about him i still have issues with it mm. Mm. <laughs> so uh, he, he could have literally slipped that check into emma's locker if he wanted it to be that anonymous but i he, he yes. wants to well, buy forgiveness we, well, from these people we also, i agree with alex we also need to see this beat so this is you know go ahead um so alex is like fuck that and she rips up the check mm-hmm. and tells rick to beat it uh, and she schools Emma, because Emma's like, why don't you rip up the check? Um, and she schools Emma on what domestic abuse is really like, and what her mother has gone through, and her experiences with domestic abuse. Great so, detail, great acting, she's doing some face twitching, it's all really good. Yeah, and this <laughs> is like the first time we really get, um, some of Alex's backstory colored in. Yeah. Since that she's like, oh, a much more, you know, uh, there's a lot more to her and than I think, meets the eye. I think this line could be written for another actor and they wouldn't make quite as much of a moment out of it. Alex really nailed it. And I don't know the actor's name. We'll, we'll find out. Diana Castellus. Great. Castelluce? I don't know. Nia? What's the first name? Diana. 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 Um, Diana. <laughs> Diana. Princess Di. Princess Di. As uh, <laughs> so, G- at JT's, he's trying to cultivate a romantic atmosphere. Mood he, lighting. He did a pretty good job. I think the, the blinds were he, nice. He's got, like, Peebo Bryson playing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, unaware, he's unaware that Manny has come over with the mission of breaking up with him. Mm-hmm. Um... And so she senses that JT's nervous. Well, he hides the penis pump under the, under pillow. the pillow. Which is a terrible place to hide it. You're trying you're, you're about to have sex in your world. Like you think that's what's gonna happen. And she's gonna be like, uh, this pillow is really uncomfortable. Do you have a fucking penis pump under it? <laughs> uh yeah, it's not a good plan, JT. Yeah. Put it under your bed, are you free? Put it in the closet on top of something. Also, you know? he only has one pillow on his bed. I'm like, that is not enough pillows. Yeah, and it, it seems like the we're really getting into it. It seems like the pillow has the same um, cover it's for a the sham. pillowcase. Uh, it's a sham pillow, so I believe it's not even like a head pillow. It's right. more of a covering pillow. Right. Yes. What the fuck is going on in here? <laughs> you had time to put boys. on Pico Bryson, but you couldn't get another pillow in the room? You know how boys are. Jesus, yeah. Oh. Um, Using a sham pillow. <laughs> You're a sham, JT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Manny... Uh, Decides she's gonna go to the bathroom, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, and she's basically just going outside to like psych herself up, yeah, for breaking up with JT, and then she re-enters to find JT pumping his penis, yes, and then he pulls it out, and you hear a pop, which is <laughs> and just he's like, a lot to he's like, with. no, wait, it's not what you think, and it's like, no, it's exactly what she yeah. thinks, uh, and she's like, okay, bye, and so she leaves. Look, it's all so reverse engineered for this moment. There's no, like, JT's not stupid enough that he thinks that pumping it five seconds before is going to make his dick any bigger. Oh, I think he is. I think he's insecure enough. I think when you're an insecure teenager, you will go to silly lengths. I guess. I don't know. I I just, it's... I thought this was fun. You don't like this subplot? I thought it was very, like, amusing. Like, and, like... It's the hijinks that we know and love from these It was kids. a little too hijinky for me. I mean, I, I love the hijinks on the show. This was a little too hijinky. We didn't bring it up, but like earlier when they're in the bathroom and he's like, I'm not going to put this on my penis. It has a snake on it. And I, Danny's the like, scene, it's just decoration. The scene in the stall is the funniest scene in, in of the season. That was a very funny scene. When, Danny when, being like the third caballero to these two kids. Yeah. Is like, re- 
and like great. the the pump like moves a little and it makes a sound and they all like take a moment and like silently and then they giggle the like that's all very funny the instructions are clearly like translated from serbian yes. really badly or something like that yes sure like all of that was very funny i just think this moment was made so it could be in the trailer and guess what it worked if you go watch like degrassi craziest moment supercuts this is going to be in there nine times out of ten and it's very absurd and silly. It's just, I, I don't know. It's a little too far for me. That's just me. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Couldn't get enough of this micro dick yeah. subplot. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. great. Yeah. Great. Wrapping things up. No, wait, no, wait. No, not yet. Not we're yet. Not, we're not wrapping things up. At the dot, Rick shows up once again, because, you know, as you have, as you have uh, attested, he is just a shameless narcissist girl go get pizza like go hang out <laughs> don't go to the the dot that's well, all i have to say <laughs> and you know and, and emma and Paige and et al are there mm-hmm. um and alex tells Paige and the gang that emma seems to be feeling sorry for rick yes because of the conversation they had about the check right uh which emma denies uh but this isn't helped when rick says hi to her so which again narcissistic behavior are you there to get food well, he wants or, to say hi to Emma, I think, also. But he also wants to say hi like, to Emma and put her in a position where she can either say fuck off or normalize him being around these people who don't want him around. Like, it is so manipulative, I don't like it. Um, um so, well, to save face, she trips him. Yes. Uh, Which I don't agree with. Yeah. And, and then this, for some reason, this triggers Jay to be like... Okay, it's my turn to pull focus. Yeah, was there a missing beat? I feel like they edited something out. It was really weird. I don't know. It was so weird. Because it's like, he's already down. Like, it seems like he's probably just going to leave. Like, down and humiliated it. And he's like, yeah, he's probably going to leave. Now it's time to humiliate you. And Jay's like, all right. (laughs) It's time to fucking beat you up. What did he get all over him? Was it like chili? Oh, it was coffee. It was like coffee. He literally thought it was he chili. He just ordered a bowl of chili to go. In a diner. <laughs> a bowl of chili? Was I don't like, know. I don't in a like, cup? I don't in like, cu- first of all. Can I get a cup of chili, a coffee cup of chili, and just like sip it? I didn't see the cup, obviously, all or right. I would know that it was coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they have chili fraps at the top? Oh, gross. I don't want to entertain that. I think that. chili is Don't gross. give them any ideas. I love chili. Don't love the I idea just of chili fraps. I don't really like... Um, Squishy beans. <laughs> Squishy beans? Yeah. <laughs> I like an edamame. Like, I like a crisp bean. So you don't like refried beans? I really don't. Wow, you're yeah. missing out. Beans are great. Uh, I've had some good beans. It's, it's like, just never mind. Like, you don't like any, like, Mexican food, then? That's not true. Like, yeah, I like... So much of it is beans. I like beans as, like, a spread on a torta. Like, that's good. That's mush. That's the mushiest beans. I know, but it's like a spread. I don't like a spoonful of mush, basically, ever. I don't. It's a texture thing. <laughs> even if I is. like the flavor. It always is. It always even is. Even if I like the flavor, sometimes it's a texture thing. So Jay takes Rick outside and gut punches him mm-hmm. and then steps on his glasses. Yeah. And he says, my glasses. And then he, and then he gets like, down on the floor. He's and like, jinkies. Jinkies. Yeah, 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 and he's yeah. feeling around. <laughs> uh, and so, the ghost is right behind him, but he can't <laughs> see. <laughs> so before Spinner or Alex can, you know, get their turn in, walloping this poor stuff. Oh, yeah. Alex is like, oh, are you done She's punching like, him? She's like, my turn. Punch some more. Spinner's also like, all right. Yeah, um, everyone's lined up. It's yeah. like that scene in Airplane where um, they're all lined up with, like, weapons to slap the lady. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, um, but before any of them can get their turn in, Emma intervenes and breaks up the fight. She does. She does. Because her sense of justice and compassion just spoke 
yes. too loudly. And this is she a good moment for Emma. You know, obviously, I call her out for being morally dubious a lot and a little grandstandy. But this is the right fight to pick at the right moment. Yeah, and it's, a... and it's the right time to admit that she was wrong because that's what she's doing by doing this. Right. Um, and so, yeah, she stands up for him. And, you know, obviously this does not make her any friends, um, except for Rick, <laughs> but... Remember uh, that, Rick? Remember that, Rick. I remember Rick. <laughs> um, so, rap- now we're wrapping things out. Wrapping it up. <laughs> JT tries to explain himself to Manny and that he was just trying to, you know, measure up to Craig, yes. so to speak. Yes. Wink, wink. L- literally. And Manny's like, no, it's not about the size of your penis. It's the fact that you're a little boy and I need a man. A man who doesn't constantly fart and joke around, which I, I hate to break it to you, Manny, but men do fart. To quote Sporty Spice, I want a man, not a boy who thinks he can. Hell yeah. That's what Manny said. Period. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so she breaks up with him. She does. How do you feel about this? Obviously, this is devastating for me, and the podcast is over now. Um, <laughs> we will not be coming back. Wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> and that's all I have to say. <laughs> no, it is sad, because I, I wish we would have at least gotten to spend a little more time with this couple. I think I would have liked a few beats of them being a successful couple, because they do have chemistry when they're being cute with each other. Right. So I would have liked just a little more time living in in that reality. Mm -hmm. Even if we get the line of exposition that we got in this episode that it's like, you've been dating for four months and you barely kissed. Right. Like, okay, great. That's fine. But let me see them be lovey-dovey together. I'm I'm sad we never got it. Puppy love, yeah. Puppy love. Yeah, I I mean, I've... I know that this this was the inevitable end to this relationship because Manny is more mature than JT. I agree. And, you know, JT, he was there when she needed, which she was feeling very low. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was not, was hating on her and slut-shaming her. And so she needed a nice guy who was just going to affirm her and, like, worship her as the goddess she is. Yeah. Right? But, um, you know, she needed, com- she needed something comfortable. But, you know, people change and she has obviously changed and she's grown and she's moved on. She doesn't need that anymore. Her needs have changed. And so... Obviously, she's outgrown this relationship. Yep. So it just seems like inevitable, even if they are a very adorable couple when it was good. Well, too bad. All right. And so ends the JT Manny ship. Janny? J- Janny? J-Tanny? J-Tanny. Manty? Manty. <laughs> I don't know what their official... Man-tee. I don't know what the unofficial... Uh... <laughs> I think Janny's the only one that works. Yeah, I guess so. It's not great. I think there's another... another is another Janny... Al- Allison? <laughs> yeah. That Allison one. Janney? That's, that's the one. That's the one. Uh-huh. I don't think we can do this. Yeah. Um, uh, so, no, there's another ship that will come later with a J and a Manny. Oh. Mm. So, okay. so sick. Um, so, J Tanny, I guess we have to do. J Tanny! Man T! I don't um, like Man T. That sounds weird. J Tanny in the house. J Tanny uh, works. Uh, so, wrapping things up officially. Rick thanks Emma for intervening, and she insists that they're still not friends, but, no. she's, but she's wondering something. Why did Rick come back to Degrassi? And he said, because I'm a raging narcissist and everybody else's opinions, uh, I, I'm going to have control over well, everybody else's opinions well, of me. Well, in so many words. Uh, he says, <laughs> you know, he says that he had good memories at Degrassi before, you know, things went down. Um, and that he, you know, and he does, and he does say he wants to show everyone that he's changed. Yeah. Which is stupid. <laughs> well, is it? 
Look, this boy is mentally ill, so of course I have some sympathy for him, uh, but he's he's being a bad person right now. <laughs> I think it's an unwise decision, but I understand the impulse, right? I guess I can agree with both of those statements. <laughs> I, I understand why he thinks he should do it, and yeah, he's a kid, so maybe he would make this stupid decision, but if it was me, and... I really don't think I would end up in this situation. But if it was me, I would You're just all... be like, let's let's eat crow on this one. I'm going to go to a different school. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm just going to move to a different town. And, you know, that is my punishment for this thing that I did. And he would say it was accidental, but he, he was already being shitty before the accidental coma-ing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he does that because he's in counseling. He's working on it. Whatever. Your counselor should be like, hey, why are you going to this fucking school? Go to a different school. That's what a good counselor would do. I mean, probably. Yes. <laughs> but Miss Ove is not going to do her job, so. No. <laughs> well, do we know that Miss. No. He I says, I'm seeing Miss Ove. Oh, really? Yeah. Seeing the school counselor? Like, he needs, like, a behavioral therapist. Well, I think he says, I'm seeing counseling and I'm seeing the school counselor. Oh, okay. I think he says, like, and. I'm that even, makes more sense. I'm even seeing, like, Miss Ove, you yeah. know. So I think it's both. Okay. That's the implication, I think. Um, so, does this episode go there? Sure. Yeah. I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. I think so. It's, yeah. There's some heavy stuff in here about mm-hmm. penises. <laughs> it really went there. About it did. The it did. It did. <laughs> and you know, size doesn't matter, y'all. They come in all different shapes and sizes. Damn, that's what I learned today. Yeah. Fuck. That's what we learned. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, let's get in front of the class. Say what you learned. Um... What did I learn today? Well, aside from size not mattering, hmm, penis pumps don't work. I don't think they do. No, I, don't I didn't. Th- I didn't. I haven't thought about it until this day. I don't think there's any way to grow your penis. Although I did just see an interesting documentary about foreskin regrowth, which I also think is a bit of a you know misnomer. I don't think that's what's actually happening there. But you can extend the remainder of your existing foreskin. Are you circumcised? I've never asked. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> do you want me to answer? I'm. I'm. Yes. I'm also circumcised. I would like to have my foreskin back, but I also feel like trying to regrow it is probably a fool's errand. It's so funny. I actually actually recently talked to my mom about this because she was like, are you mad at me that, like, she was like, do you miss, are you sad that you're circumcised? And I was like, um, I was like, it is what it is, I think. Yeah. I think I have to make peace with that. And she was like, I just didn't know. I wouldn't have done it if I had known. Oh, well, that's yeah. sweet of your mom to have yeah. the thought. <laughs> she was like, I, I realized. She was like, I don't, she was like, we just all did it back then. I don't yeah. know. They just did it. And it's true. They just did. Whatever. They just did. Mine still works. I'm fine. Yeah, I'll survive. We we are we are anti circumcision on this. I oh yeah for sure. If you've got a little baby, go ahead and just leave that baby's penis. Leave it intact. (laughs) It's fine. Yes, smegma is not that big an issue. Yes, that's a that's a disinformation (laughs) disinformation campaign. (laughs) It's the cabal. Yes, (laughs) of circumcision (laughs) advocates. Yes, that's right. So. With that, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this This episode week. didn't get as unhinged as last week until that last uh, five minutes or so. Which is crazy, because this is an episode involving a penis pump. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, hopefully next week we'll be similarly unhinged. Just to uh, you, the listener, go... Oh, uh, unhinged? We want to go back? We're going back. Unhinged? Did I say hinged? hinged. We want it to be hinged. We are going to get on Hinge and find a date. <laughs> this next episode is sponsored by Hinge. All right. Well, it was it was fun while it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> we had a good run while. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll see you next week, I guess. We love you. Goodbye. Have a, a beautiful day. Bye.
So, Brim, just bring it in from Evan asking me why I don't want to talk about the penis. 